Silman Fusion. Beginning in five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG. Who? The longest-running geek-related podcast out there, Geek Stuff, TNG. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, also, really. Who the hell are you? I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I am the Senate. I am the Sandwich. I can handle things! I'm smart! Not like everybody says! Like dumb, I'm smart and I want respect. They don't know what it's like running a sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run uh, the sandwich shop. Look at that. He's making me cry. I'm Groot. I am Batman. I am West Coast Scott. Great Scott. Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? That's why they're talent. Me and Scott. Yeah. The real talent on the show. Oh, boy. I like to say. You're going to need a bigger potion. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime. Why did you say that name? Punch it! Right, we're uh, we're we're rolling along here in uh, 2023, and uh, I think we'll start by saying uh, that Kev is still walking the earth like Kane from Kung Fu. It's well, so what it is is Kev, his New Year's resolution was to ascend to mythical creature status, a la Bigfoot. So big Kev foot. If, yeah, so if in theory you know Kev exists, but you've never seen Kevin, you can't prove Kevin is a real or a fake person. Thus, you can't tell him he has a problem. <laughs> so it's kind of like, okay, so in some, like, like Batman shows or comics or whatever, yes. he's like a mythical creature. Like, they're not sure if he's real or not. And then yes. in some in some times he, like, literally just straight up works with the cops and they're like, they know him. Like yeah. he's real, yeah, right? Yeah. Right? Yes. And then, absolutely. And, and isn't the same thing like? Uh, I feel like there's other stuff like that where it's like, do they even exist or not? Like, but that's like by the time you get to Star Wars, uh, A New Hope, the Jedi are just like a myth. Like, did, did they? Ex- yeah. They're not a myth, but it's like they're all gone, and it's like, oh, we remember. But it was only like 15 years late before, right? Yeah, I think something <laughs> like that. Yeah, because oh yeah, because 
I think we've there's much contention over this, but Luke's supposed to be like 16 at the start of New Hope, right? Yeah, even if he's 20, like yeah. he, he talks about the Clone Wars, like, and nobody knows about it. And yet, yeah. this person, Anakin Skywalker, was literally roaming around the galaxy murdering droids. Yeah, left like and no right. one, I imagine people like an average Joe on Joe Schmo planet might have at least heard of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Maybe they don't know who Anakin is, but they know what the fuck the Clone Wars yeah. are. I guess the galaxy is a big place. But anyway, so so yeah, so it's just uh, it's just sandwich that's, and Scott. That's, that's the next time we have yeah. we have enough to just. The politics and, and the and the news uh, spread of Star Wars yeah, don't make sense. Deep dive, <laughs> deep dive into, into Star Wars. Um, but so yeah, so before we before we really get too far along, let's do let's do all the social medias. What well, this is episode seven oh six, the West Coast Scotch, which five? Yes, episode five. Uh, something is striking back. Something is going to strike back. We'll figure it out before the end. We'll figure it out at some point. Something will pop up like, oh, that's what strikes. Yeah. Um, Let's see. So let's do the social medias, right? Be sure you're following the show on the Facebooks, Twitters, and Instagram. It's GeekStuffTNG in all of those places. Check out the website, GeekStuffTNG.com. If you want to be a part of the show, you can call our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Or you can send us an email. At GeekStuffTNG at gmail.com. And if you're really keen to do so, you can support the show over on Patreon, patreon.com slash GeekStuffTNG. Just a dollar a month, you get access to the Discord server. Uh, for three dollars a month, uh, you well, you can chat with us on the Discord server. Three dollars a month, you get the early bird special and a copy of the prep sheet. Prep sheet's getting uh, more manageable. There's so many stories on there, and you know we, we're going to crank through even more of them. But keeping it organized is is kind of hard. You get to see the prep sheet uh, on the Discord for five dollars a month. It's the bonus round. You get uh, the bonus shows like. Big Kev Geek Stuff Vintage episodes, and then the Sandwich Shop and other little special shows that we do from time to time. And for $10 a month, when Kev is with us, you get to see the show live and direct on Instagram Live. Yeah, you know, we do not have the duct tape and string mechanics that Kev has. So while we would love to do live, it's just mechanically we don't have enough duct tape. Kev is a magician at making duct tape and string work, and we just can't compete. So unfortunately... Uh, we're waiting for the live to come back with Kev. Right. So let's see. Let's do this. Oh, man. Do I have it? Kenobi? Oh, you bastard. <laughs> Hello there. Uh, see, that's what screwed me when I'm trying to change to do this one. Geek stuff. What's in the news? And then you say that, you're really just throwing me off. Um I was like, what does he do first? The news or the Kenobi? Yeah. Oh god damn it. Hello there. Sorry, that was that was that wasn't That was an extra one. I wasn't ready. Um <laughs> Let's see. So uh we start with uh so do you know who Graham Nash is? So I think I saw this. Is that what was this is one of those like car shows? That was like one of those British car shows, right? Where they No. So you're mixing up like Graham Norton, who's like a British show host. Oh yeah, yeah. And then there there might be a guy whose last name is Nash, but Graham Nash, known probably best for Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Um, but he also uh is you know he's been around forever. You know, big uh writer, singer, songwriter. Um, uh, okay. So you know, our opening song today was "Turn, Turn, Turn" by the Birds, and that was a group that he was in. Uh, oh, so again, know you know, major major influence through the '60s and all the way through, you know, the '90s and still around. But he passed away at 81. So I thought we would, uh, uh-huh. you know, mention that at the beginning. Uh, but I figured you wouldn't know who 
uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young are. You know who Neil Young is? I, I'm pretty sure I know that name, and I, I I'm pretty sure it's an artist of some sort. Well, he's a singer. If, yeah, yeah. And then if and I then, if if I was giving them a joke, like, oh, that's him. I don't know who he, what. I can't. That's a Neil Young. But yeah. you know, if you play a song, I know that song. That will be right. Artist. And then you get uh, David Crosby and Stephen Stills. So Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Uh, I'm sorry. Da- yeah, David Crosby, Stephen Stills, Graham Nash. Uh, did I say Graham Nash died? I'm sorry. David Crosby died. Graham Nash pays tribute to is the article I was looking at when I said Graham Nash. Uh-huh. David Crosby is the one that passed away. So Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young is the big group. Um. Anyway, moving on. Let's. Uh, there was a couple of awards shows. You know, uh, since we've last spoke, one of which mm-hmm. is the the Golden Globes. Uh, and, Do people uh, care about award shows still? I mean, the like viewership. Like, I think the Oscars are it, really. Like, and even then, that's kind of like going down. I mean, if you're going to rank the award shows, right? People care most about the Oscars. Yes. Then, of course, it's the MTV Movie Awards. No, I'm just kidding. Um, does anybody? Does that even still exist? Is there still the MTV Video Music Awards exist, and Movie but Awards? I don't even know if they like show them anymore. I feel like they just send them out to you in the mail and you find out you were nominated and won because they sent you a moon guy, an astronaut. Uh, the, the vid, that's the video, the video music awards are the buzzies. I think for the video move for the MTV movie awards. I think it was like a popcorn thing. I don't know. That was an astronaut guy. The astronaut guy is the video music awards. I think I trust you more. It's... I, I know the Nickelodeon Awards, they give you a little Nickelodeon blimp. That's the only award I've ever wanted in my entire life. And then they drop slime on you, right? I want that. Yeah. I want that. You know, it's like it's like it's like pudding. It's like vanilla pudding with food coloring. <laughs> All right. So let me ask you, in the early days of Nickelodeon, this is when I was a child, so way before yes. your time. Yes. So the slime comes from a show called You Can't Do That on Television. And so the show, you know, you can't do that on television. Oh. If you said, I don't know. Slime would fall on you. That was just kind of a gimmick, a bit on the show. You can't do that on television. Was kind of like a kids' sketch comedy show. So mm-hmm. you know, the, like the, there was you know an ensemble group of kids, and they would do kind of different sketches. There was lots of recurring sketches and recurring characters. Um, or actually, I don't know that there were a lot of characters. I think it was the kids kind of playing themselves in different situations and stuff. And one interesting thing about that show is uh, young Alanis Morissette was one of the characters. One of the uh, young folks on that show. So that's kind of where she got her start, start. She was on You Can't Do That on Television. Then she had kind of a pop career in Canada, and then she came uh, to America with Jagged Little Pill and You Ought to Know, and then, you know, got much more famous. Anyway, that show, if you said, I don't know, slime fell on your head. I believe it was green slime. Is it orange slime? Now? It's still green. It's still green, okay. So slime falls on your head. And then if you said water, a bunch of water would fall on your head. So that was always... Uh, the bit. So I remember, like, they would say, somebody would say, oh, I'm thirsty, can I have some? And then, like, everybody would wait, and then they'd go, oh, I can't say it. So they would say, like, liquid refreshment. So, like, my friends and I, we would say liquid refreshment when we were thirsty because of, you can't do that on television, which then evolved into everything that is Nickelodeon. Like, when I was a kid, Nickelodeon wasn't even on, there wasn't Nick at Night yet. You know, there was just daytime Nickelodeon, and it was kid shows for just a few hours, and you had, you can't do that on television, and, like, something called Turkey Television, I don't, that was a bunch of like short cartoons and stuff. I don't remember. Nope. Yeah, so Nickelodeon is way more than it used to be. So they have yes. their own award show now. Yes. Is, is it the? That's funny. So yeah, they have. It's like Nickelodeon Kids Awards. It's it's like there's a Kids Awards, there's Teens Awards, there's Adult Awards, 
No one wants the adult awards. Everyone wants the kids awards. Um, and they give you like uh, like a little blimp. This is Nickelodeon. It's like an orange blimp, and you usually get slimed. Also, um, for those who like sports, Nickelodeon was streaming uh, NFL games this year. So there was there's it happened. They had rights to certain NFL games. So Patrick Starr, like the guy who plays Patrick Starr, is mocapped watching the game. And like being Patrick and watching the mo- the, sh- the thing while it happens and talking about it like Patrick would and <laughs> as Patrick, it was it's <laughs> some of the best stuff ever and it's so dumb that in like a funny like kind of kid way like I if I was a kid I'd appreciate it so much more. How how do you get that? How does that contract get done? Where there's NFL well, on a I don't know because network. here's the thing. So like Thursday. Brief sports talk. I'm going to make this quick because I know we're out of, we're not really into this. So it's Thursday night football is owned by, that's Amazon. Amazon owns Thursday night football. Everything else is kind of just like wherever they show up. So I don't know how Nickelodeon games get picked, but they exist. So it's, I don't know. Maybe it might be something where they might have like bought the right for the game or something. I don't, I don't know the way it, the process. That's a process for an adult. If you're the adult who finds out how that works, Call the GVM line, 201-730-2547. Tell me how Nickelodeon gets football games, because I'd love to know. Hmm. Unless Scott's doing it right now. No, I can't no, tell. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> no, we, uh, but I mean, yeah, we were just saying that award shows, their, their ratings are going down, 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 yes. down. I think I saw an article somewhere that was saying, like, the next step is that they won't even broadcast them. They'll just be streamed or I me mean, like there'll still be a ceremony but it I, won't i, I think there's a way and i don't know how where you know how there's like a bunch of awards i think respectfully we cut like half of them yeah where we have like best actor best actress best like cartoon and best mo- like like have like 10 awards because so we have like best makeup done in a drama, like, I'm not saying they have that one, but you know what I mean? They have a lot of, like, very niche ones. I'm sorry, you don't get your Oscar. <laughs> well, but I mean... Or something. But and, those but are the that, ones that that the industry people, like, you know, if you're a makeup artist, yeah. you, you know, yeah. that's it, you know, even though you're not going to be on TV accepting the award, like, that yeah. stuff is super important to them. I know. I know. You know? That's why it'll never work. That's yeah. why, unfortunately, like, I don't know how much longer... I think the Oscars might be the only one that like will keep going. Cause I think there's enough people that do still sort of care. You just need the right guy monologuing. Cause I heard the guy who monologued for the Oscars this year sucked. Yeah. Also, but I mean, it's not Ricky Gervais who I think usually does it. So yeah, he, he was Golden again. Globes for a couple of years too. I mean, I, I think that, yeah, you're, I don't think that the awards will go away. I think the ceremonies will go away. Right. You're, you're like, like you said, they'll just mail you. Here's your Oscar, Get, you know, open an envelope. There it is. Um. All right. So, so, so we got the Golden Globes are often seen as like the precursor to the Oscars. Like often, what wins at the Golden Globes also wins the Oscar, but they're a little different because they like include TV and it's the Hollywood Foreign Press that gives the Golden Globes, right? So, so, so let's let's look at who let's look at who won those. We got uh, Steven Spielberg wins for best director for the movie about Steven Spielberg called The Fablements. Did that come out? I, it must have. It must have come out. Oh, for I, them to for them it's to. It's definitely a movie that existed this year, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so that I, that wins best motion picture drama as well. So best director and best drama. 
And it's basically his he, life story. Like, I don't. Do you think he kind of like gave a guy like, hey, here's 20. Oh, the Fablemans. <laughs> I mean, I think that the people that vote on it are all friends and they know yeah. each other and it may be a secret ballot, but I mean, I don't think that it's, it's not necessarily the, I mean, there's some, you know, politics, I guess you could call it. And like yeah. lots of times, like, you know, like a you'll win the Academy Award yeah, we say it's for this film, but it's not really for this film. It's really your body of work is so good. We're going to give you something. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times people win the Oscar for best actor, for for example. Maybe it's not their best work compared mm-hmm. to other things, but they didn't get it for those other things. And, you know, the totality of their, their life's work, you start giving up. It's not really an honorary Oscar, but it yeah. kind of is. Uh, so you haven't seen The Fablemans yet. Obviously, I haven't either. No. How, how about The Banshees of... Uh, Inishirin? Like, that's the movie with... Uh, oh, you know what? I was going to watch that last night. I just never got around to it. No, I never I, heard of it. You haven't heard of it? No, that's nope. that's the movie with... It's Colin Farrell and uh, Donald Gleeson, the, the dad, the older, you know, like... Mad-Eye Mooney? Yeah. Yeah. Mad-Eye Mooney, right? right uh, General Hux's dad, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they. this is, I think, their third movie together. They did a movie called... Um, I know they did a movie called... Oh, shoot. What was it called? dang i can't think of that other movie that the, the two of them are in. but anyway colin farrell and donald gleason work really well together um and so i'm sure this movie would be good i you know they're, they're both very very good actors so uh let's see best drama i'm sorry best actor in a drama was uh austin butler the guy that played elvis he played him so well that now he still talks like elvis for the rest of his life he can't shake the accent there you go let's see Best non-English motion picture was Argentina. Performance by an actress in a motion picture drama, Kate Blanchett, for a movie called Tar, which I've never heard of. I wish I heard of these things. Yeah. And the only one I've heard of so far was um, one of the ones, the one before this one. Elvis? Name just Lou. Elvis. Yeah. Because I like I liked the uh, the biopic uh, singer movies. Yeah. Did you see it? No. I heard it was good. I just, I don't know where it is. Uh, I think it's on HBO Max. I think you can watch it on HBO. Yeah, watch I, it on HBO Max at some point. I liked it, but here's the deal, right? My mom was a huge Elvis fan, so, you know, I kind of grew up liking... I had to like Elvis because my mom was, like, a huge, huge... She had a whole room, like, a shrine to Elvis. And uh, so now it's kind of, like, it's nostalgic when I see Elvis stuff. It reminds me of my mom and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it also was very, uh, like, pro-Elvis, right? It's a, it's really the story of Colonel Tom Parker, who was Elvis's manager, and how he screwed Elvis over. But so it very much like Elvis is this, uh, you know, innocent, uh, you know, country boy taken advantage of by this kind of con man. Uh, so like Elvis has, can like you know even the things that Elvis did that were bad are very much kind of glanced over. <laughs> like his bad temper, the fact that he shot his TV because he got mad one time, he shot his Cadillac because he got mad sometime. They kind of like glance over. Elvis's bad temper and whatever. Anyway, so it, it's very positive to Elvis um, and maybe even neglects. It shows him as like being very, like he admires all of the uh, black rock and roll artists that he basically just sings their songs and then he makes a bunch of money and they don't, you know, and it's like, it's implied that, you know, he really wanted them to get credit and like him singing their songs would make them money. But like, I don't know that that's how it was. That's just how it's portrayed in the movie. So. Yeah. Uh, but I, I liked it also the guy that directed it is the same guy that directed that uh, uh, Romeo and Juliet 
Remember the 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 one with Leonardo DiCaprio that's that's so stylized. Oh, yeah. That's so stylized. So he's got a very yeah. uh I think I mean he's just his he's got style. So like the when you watch the movie it it's visually exciting. Uh because mm-hmm. he's a good director. So anyway, but that one best actor uh best animated picture was Pinocchio by Guillermo del Toro. Did you have you seen that? No. I mean it's got to have if, if del Toro's directing it it's got to have some like kind of creepy horror aspects to it, right? The fucking donkey scene must be petrifying. Yeah, I bet, I bet. I have not seen it, though. I mean, now, now, I didn't realize that that was Del Toro, so now I'm a little more interested to see that. Um, let's see. Best actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy is Michelle Yao for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, or Everything, All at Once. I heard um, that was a really good movie. I, I, I saw my... I, I have it on this computer right now to watch, and I haven't watched it yet. There you go. Uh, maybe I'll watch it on my next plane. Ride. I think the 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 male lead also won an award. Yeah, I, well, I, I think it's best supporting actress, right? Actor, I think, but we'll see. Um, let's see. So Colin Farrell run for best actor in the comedy or musical for Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, best song was Natu Natu from RRR. I don't know what that is. Best score is Babylon. Have you seen Babylon? No. So that's like basically what it was like in old Hollywood doing a lot of cocaine is what I heard. I haven't, it, it's got, uh, it's got old Brad Pitt. Holly, that old, old, old Hollywood, Hollywood or, oh, as opposed to new Hollywood. Right. No, there's still cocaine, but this is what it was like to do cocaine in Hollywood. Oh, this is how the cocaine in, was back in the forties and the fifties. Yeah. It was a different, different, it was a different mix of cocaine, yeah. but it was sandwich. It was more pure. Yeah. Back in the good old days. In, in the good old days. Uh, let's see. Supporting actress was Angela Bassett for Wakanda forever. Oh, nice. Uh, and then, yeah. So, uh, Supporting actor was uh, it's Kehi Kwan, right? That's a short yeah. round from. Um, he did. Um, he was in Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah, he's having a little bit of a, a since this movie, kind of a little bit of a like, oh, why hasn't he been working? Let's put him back to work. Oh, I've seen so many things about him lately. I like it's such a feel good story that like he he like wasn't doing it for a while, like felt down himself, and then like he got picked up for this thing, and he's like shot off. Yeah, I th- I feel like like that is one kind of positive thing with this wave of nostalgia is well, I mean, heck, it happened with uh it, it happened with um John Travolta back when he did Pulp Fiction, right? He's making shitty movies, then he's making no movies, then all of a sudden he's like super hot because everybody loved seeing him again in Pulp Fiction. He goes on to make a bunch of shitty movies again, but I mean, he has a he has a resurgence, right? So, you know, I mean, that's happening with Brendan Fraser as well right he's like super hot right now the everybody whale. loves him the way i mean you know um so maybe maybe uh kehui kwan i'm not quite sure if i'm pronouncing that correctly um and yeah there's definitely some articles about about him i saw somebody that that did a kind of fan-made uh movie poster for indiana jones spin-off the adventures of short round right so just showing <laughs> grown-up short round just out you know doing his thing wherever he moved on to after indiana jones so i mean Honestly, make that Disney Plus series. I'm sure people would watch it, you know? Oh, yeah. So, um, let's see. TV series was Abbott Elementary. Uh, performance by an actor in a TV series. I'm sorry, it was Yellowstone. Let's see. Anthology series was White Lotus. Uh, Evan Peters, right? That's uh, that's Quicksilver, right? Yes. He, he played... He played uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, right in 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 that Netflix show, so he won for that best performance. 
Amanda Seyfried was uh, for the show the, the Dropout was the best performing actress. So Jennifer Coolidge won for supporting role in White Lotus. Did I say uh, Zendaya won for best actress in a for uh, Euphoria? Uh, you might have. I don't even. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, respectfully. I wish I cared about the Golden Globes, too. I wish I cared about things that people care about who are adults. Like I feel like people like in the higher age brackets really care about these things, but I, I can't find myself to care. Did you just say old people like this stuff? Is that what you just said in a, in a very respectful, but kind of, manner? In the most respectful way, but we've said before on the show, people in my generation just kind of don't care. Yeah. I think the only people award show that care about this generation are the guys who care about the video game awards. <laughs> yeah. So what about the Critics' Choice? Critics' Choice Awards. Let's just hit those real quick. Uh, Better Call Saul, which I would agree with. I think it's a fantastic series. One for Best Drama. Bob Odenkirk won for Best Actor. Then Zendaya won for Best Actress for Euphoria. Um, Best Supporting Actor, Giancarlo Esposito for Better Call Saul. Jennifer Coolidge, White Lotus. Best Comedy Series is Abbott Elementary. Actor in a comedy series was Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. That's the guy from uh, Shameless, who's now in his FX series. Let's see. Right. Gene Smart for Hacks is the best actress in a comedy series. Um, oh, best supporting actor in a comedy series. Henry Winkler for Barry. That's good. There you go. Abbott, Abbott Elementary. I don't even know what Abbott Elementary is. Uh, it's, best... it's by uh, Costello Elementary School. Oh, it is? Yeah. Wow. Abbott, no, nice. No, that's, good. that's a good one. That's a really good deep cut. Um, best made for TV movie, Weird Al Yankovic, Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic story for Roku. That wasn't made for TV. That was made for Roku. Well, TV, that doesn't count as TV. And, oh, if, and, it's only, and, if it's only on Roku, it is. Yeah. It and, uh, Danny Radcliffe won for best actor in a limited series or a made for TV movie. So. That wasn't made for, Roku is not TV. <laughs> it's not TV. I refute. It's I Roku. refute. I, I will call the, the media on this one. That's not television. It's Roku. Uh, let's see. Harley Quinn won for Best Animated Series for the Critics' Choice Awards. Mm. Mm. All right. Are we done with the award I don't shows? Like that show. I don't like that show that much, honestly. I think it's a little too much, but that's it, my personal point. So we'll, we'll talk about Velma in a second. But since you, yeah. since you bring it up, do yes. you think – because it's very meta, right? It's almost yeah. It's almost like, yeah, we know we're in a cartoon, so – we're going to goof around and, you know, like, we don't have to worry about continuity. We'll just we'll just mess around with the characters. We'll take the characters yeah. and then do whatever we want with them. The characters will stay in character, but the situations don't have to be yeah, in continuity. It's, it's never, it's, yeah, kind of that. And, like, I've seen things where it's like she shoots a dude with a cancer gun. And they're like, oh, dude, why'd you do that? And he's like, I'm going to go see my family. Like, dude, that, I, I don't appreciate this weird comedic stance that people have taken with HBO. I say HBO, but like I've seen on a couple of HBO shows where it's like, we're going to be meta and you're going to love it. Yeah. I'm kind of done with the meta-ness of this. Another show, I don't know if we're going to talk about this until Kev comes back. There's another show that loves to be meta that might be in trouble. I don't know if it's on the prep sheet. Which one? Yeah, Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll, okay, so let's let's do this. Because that that's all on HBO. Yeah, all right. Technically, let's let's stick with this conversation, uh, and, and I'll skip down in the prep sheet. Uh, I'm going to skip down to um, 
to Velma, right? One of the complaints yeah. about Velma is that it's too meta, right? Yeah. It's just I've too self-aware. It's like, let I, me just watch a show. I don't need to watch a show that knows it's a show. Like, is yeah, that is no, that it? I, I watched, I tried to watch um, the first, I really did give like a, I, I, and I know I'm sounding cynical and like a, a bit tooly, but I'm like, oh, I really tried, but it was bad. I did honestly be like, all right, listen. My opinion has to be my opinion. It can't be the media's opinion. It can't be everyone else's opinion. But unfortunately, it sort of lines up where I didn't like it. And I did think it was a little meta. And there were points in the show where they were they I feel like they were like, oh, you know, if we were in a in a in a romantic comedy movie, we would do this right now. But you know, we're not in a romantic comedy movie, so we would never do that, right? Right? It's like stop. Stop. What is this show for? And, you know, there's this big thing when it came out that was like, oh, Velma is the highest viewed uh, original cartoon for HBO Max. How many original cartoons does HBO Max have that they aired? How many yeah. original HBO Max cartoons are there? There are ones they have now that are owned by HBO Max, but I think literally Velma is the first one. Well, Harley Quinn was one, right? But that was on the DC Universe. Thing. Oh, okay. It wasn't originally from them. That's what I'm saying. Like this is, they can't say, yes, you are the highest because you are the first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it's at least, and as far as I know, there might be other ones I'm just not thinking of or that are older. I'm sorry, but you know what I'm like. It felt like they were trying to be like, look, we did great, but you know, yeah, and, and there's reportedly already going to be a season two of it and like two episodes in it, there's nothing but but bad so, reviews of it i heard a hor i heard a plan because for those who don't know scooby's not in it apparently they're adding scooby into the show mm -hmm. have you heard about this no as just this girl that shaggy is gonna date so so here I, one of the articles said apparently i don't know who it is i don't said, i'm not gonna watch it's so ancillarily involved with Scooby-Doo, they're saying maybe it was a completely separate concept, and then they said, well, it doesn't work, but what if we made it a, a, a reboot of Velma? You know what I mean? Like, so, And th that's what I think that... Uh, so, you know the, the, the Fantastic Four movie? That... Yes. that uh, Fan-Four-Stick? Yeah. Yeah, the, yes. the, the, the one with the younger people, right? Yeah. Um, I think that that was just a different concept, and then they're like, "Okay, it's a, it's it's fine. It's a sci-fi movie, but it's not working. It's not original enough. What if we just made these four characters, have them turn into the Fantastic Four, and then use all the rest of the the, the plot elements of that story?" Yeah. And you know, I think that's what happened, right? And they and they they they're like, it, it didn't work on its own, so they reformatted it as and so the same thing so all of the characters and archetypes in velma and they're like eh, it's all right it's a, just this meta series but what if we made it velma but then now it doesn't really have anything to do with scooby-doo other than the names of the characters because yeah. the way that the characters act is not like the characters acted in any other version of those characters so you're just no. you've just taken the names of characters from an ip and yeah. that's the only thing that connects it to the original IP. Yeah, that's it. That's literally it. And and you know, they I am totally cool with you adjusting how Scooby Doo works. They've adjusted a way lot to this could have been a fine show if it wasn't Velma and the fucking Scooby Doo gang. Yeah. 
this show it's it's Velma in the fact that she is Velma Dinkle is her last name or something uh, Dinkley. like that. Velma Dinkley. Dinkley, sorry. And Daphne and Fred. And I guess that's supposed to be Shaggy. His real name is Norville, which is that's I think canon. I'm not. I'm pretty sure his name has always been Norville, but he goes by Shaggy. But in this one, he goes by his actual first name. Whatever. In theory, we have our scoop, our mystery incorporated, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, but why does it have to be Scooby Doo? Why couldn't they rip on? If they want to be meta, they could have ripped on Scooby Doo the entire gosh darn show. And be like, we're not the Scooby Doo gang. We're gonna do drugs. Yeah. Shaggy never did that. Like they, they. I don't know. I, yeah. I tried. I, I can't do it, folks. I'm sorry. If you can watch Scooby Doo, good for you. Yeah, and we were, when when we were talking about this last week or the week before, we were saying like these kind of reboots. It's like okay, if it's for the original audience, then they're either going to be happy to see the characters again or pissed because you fucked with their characters right there's like there's yes. kind of no in between right they're either yes they've you know the original yeah, fans love it or hate it. content that's that's that i like yeah you know yeah. but then or or is it somebody that's never watched it before if it's their first introduction to it then they're not going to care about the past but you know but then that, then it doesn't matter that it's scooby-doo in in this version because it has no relationship to the old version um yeah. you know but again i i just think that I don't know who is it for. I guess is kind of the question. Exactly. But, um, and then uh, some of the articles I said that it's like not, the backlash against Velma is so bad that people are then starting to take a second look at other stuff that Mindy Kaling has worked on and kind of retroactively going, man, maybe it wasn't as good as we thought it was. <laughs> you know, they're kind of <laughs> taking back what you know. I, I, I hate Velma so much. Now I don't even like something I used to like, <laughs> kind of thing. So that's too bad. But Mindy Kaling's Velma ruined. She was in other stuff. The office. Yeah, and she was in the office. Mindy Kaling is from what I know. I'm not a huge I'm not anti I don't know Mindy Kaling's work body of work that well. Obviously, you can tell because I had to think about what she was in. I had to be told what she's in. I don't think she's a bad performer. I think she's fine as a performer. I th- I I think that this attempt at I guess like a not an edgy Scooby-Doo, but you know, like a different take on what Scooby-Doo could be. Would have been fine if executed not as Scooby Doo. If it was literally, like I said, call it like I don't know what's another word for mystery, but something conglomerate. You know what I mean? <laughs> Synonym for mystery conglomerate. There you go. Make fun of Scooby Doo. Rip on Scooby Doo. Yeah, people, it's fine. The 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 Family Guy and South Park rip on the Simpsons, and they all rip on each other. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Just be part of that. Just be your own thing, right? It didn't need to be a reboot, and I, and I can't. There's, there's one. It's, it's escaping me that that I've said the same. Felt like that too. Like this would have been fine as a standalone concept. It didn't need to be a reboot of whatever it it was, you know, because the mm-hmm. characters are are so different, and it's okay to go in a little bit different direction. But if the yeah. characters have nothing in common with their original ones, then they're it's a different character with the same name, as opposed to. A different version of this character right you know if it's like oh okay you know this is a, a reboot of spider-man oh but he doesn't climb walls and he doesn't wear a costume and he doesn't then then it's His not spider-man powers and base powers yeah you know or, or you know it, it 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 just you know it's, it's not even peter parker it doesn't you know like why do you need a story about a, a peter parker that doesn't have spider powers that's just about some nerdy kid right then okay but it doesn't need to be peter parker then if he doesn't have the spider powers yeah. Right. I don't know. It just it's kind of like uh, 
kind of like Gotham, right? Why do you need yeah. a story about the cops in Gotham before Batman? Then it's just a cop show. If you don't have Batman, then what? You know what I mean? Like well, that's kind of which could be totally cool. And they, and they tried to make it the uh, the Penguin show. I mean, you know, I mean, and but but my point is that they're they're trying they're trying to use the established characters to draw you in, but then it's yeah. really just then that, then the rest of the show is just kind of you know flat. Me, I don't know. Uh, let's see. So yeah, so going back to the other meta, we can we can hit the celebrity crime blotter if you want. Uh, yeah. So Justin uh, Justin Roiland is accused of grooming and domestic violence. Uh, I think he was the charged double whammy, with the felony. kiss of death, even. Yeah, felony domestic violence, uh, and it seems like a number of people are coming up with the the, the screenshots of uh, text messages and, and DMs. Right, like that's the kiss of death, man. You got to go back oh, to yeah. old school mafia time. You'd only talk uh, in person or from a payphone, right? I mean, yeah. you know, if you want to, if you want to talk to somebody, okay, I'm going to drive across the, the downtown to this payphone and we're going to talk blog. that way. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I mean, like, so I obviously, if you're on Twitter, if you wanted to, you could find them. I found them. I'm not. I'm not even on Twitter, and I found them. Um, it's bad. You know, it's not good, folks. If you haven't seen it. And you're interested, just be prepared because he says a lot of stupid shit for a guy who should know better. A lot of stupid, gosh darn things he said, and he should know better. Because, I mean, dude, we, it, he, he has seen this. We have all seen this track happen. Famous celebrity talking to some young girl on Twitter in DMs. DMs get leaked, career ruined. Yeah, and the horrible thing is, someone will see this happen to Justin Roiland, who is super successful. Rick and Morty <laughs> is like one of the newest pinnacles of nerd culture right now. Rick and Morty, I'm not a huge fan of it, and I respect the fact that it's, you know, it is still funny as all hell in a in a pinnacle, a a pillar of geek and nerd media, and it might have literally died because the dude was being a fucking idiot to the highest degree the highest degree the digital footprint and there's somebody there's some some about to be famous and or already famous person out there right now texting a 16 year old girl going well that's not gonna happen to me that's not gonna happen to me your career delete the message delete it well I, i change your name and delete it sandwich you need to go one step further and go don't dm 16 year old girls not <laughs> no obviously yeah no that of course i i i shouldn't have to tell we the society should see now the the horrible things to come of dming a 16 year old i'm sorry to have to come to this that i i feel like we're not i am nowhere near the adult enough to tell people uh you know that don't do bad things we should just know that um but jesus christ you have one of the most successful things happening in the, the 2010s. Literally, Rick and Morty was one of the biggest things that happened the past couple of years. Rick oh, yeah, Morty for sure. Dominated pop culture for a period of time. I honestly believe that. If, when you went to Comic Con after Rick and Morty came out, and there were a thousand Rick and Mortys just everywhere. Well, and it, it was set up for what? They have they were supposed to have seven more seasons, right? I mean, they're they have 100 years, Rick yeah. and Morty. And we were totally cool with that. And yeah, so it, it, it 
it could be all done. Yeah, it's it very interesting. Who knows? So, listen, Justin Roiland is, is a big part of it, but it's not like the 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 product can still go on in theory. But is it tainted? You know, is it too far gone because of what this guy was saying and who he was? You know, like how much of us? How much is he attached to it? You know what I mean? Can it work without him? How how much of the product was him? I mean, because I think isn't Dan, he all the Harmon, But is, isn't he all the voices? I mean, I mean, he is, he is because he was, but I mean, as anything, eventually someone could do a, a Rick voice and a Morty voice. But I don't know. That there's, aside, that, there's that guy on TikTok that does Morty like perfectly. Have you seen him? I might have. He does like an exact. His he can do Morty just off the cuff. It's pretty good. They could they could if if the story thing isn't the issue, they could write a story. Oh, all our voices got changed because <laughs> of true. science. You know, that is true. If any that's show the could only just, show where they could they could just be like, oh, we. We changed our voices because of science, and it'll always be this way until my DMs leak. Didn't they? Yeah, didn't they talk about that with uh, the Futurama reboot? That they that when uh, uh, the guy that plays Bender, like the, they weren't paying him enough, and he wasn't going to come back, and they're like, "All we got to do is say, oh yeah, Bender, Bender got a new voice box last year, and he sounds yeah. like this now, and you're fucking yeah. out, bud." Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, it, it, so on that note, right? You said, "Is it tainted now?" And it's like it goes back to. Uh, Harvey Dent's quote from uh, Batman The Dark Knight, right? Mm-hmm. You either die a hero or live long enough to become a villain. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, it's so bad. And I, I, it's funny. There's articles right now uh, about Sarah Michelle Geller saying she's never going to tell everything that she could tell about her time on Buffy. The, the quote is, it's, it's a lose-lose, right? Everybody loses because it just further taints the... The behind the the show is great, but the more you learn about the behind the scenes, the more we hear about Joss. We you know, because I again I I've got a whole wall of stuff from Joss Whedon properties: Buffy, Angel, Firefly. Oh, take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care, I'm still free. You can't take the sky from me. watch it at some point don't i yeah you probably should but that's the thing is you know it's all tainted now i mean for huge groups of people all of harry potter is tainted now right the the artists people that create this stuff are not perfect there is a artists are scumbags i mean (laughs) human beings are scumbags in in general but but then the human nature is well i like this art that this person created this song this TV show, this book, this movie, whatever it is, I like it. So I'm gonna. Oh, they, they probably didn't really do that. It probably wasn't that bad. That you know, they get, they, you know, they give them a pass, give them a pass until something, the smoking gun comes out, and then it's like, oh wow, that person was a scumbag all along, and I was ignoring it because I like their art. And then from then on, the art is tainted. I'll be honest. The whole time I was sitting through Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, 
Every time Shuri's on the screen, all I'm thinking of is, oh, she's an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. She shut down production because she wouldn't get vaxxed. This is, you know, like, it really took me out of the movie because all I was thinking of was, was the politics of, <laughs> you know, where whatever side you, you stand on, I, that's what I was thinking about when I was watching that movie. It, it affected my experience of the movie because of it. And so these things that you love, then you find out that the people that made it ha- are human beings and did bad stuff. It's tough, and I don't know how to stand on where to stand on it. You know, it's like you you can't say, "Oh, well, I don't like that show anymore." You like that show? Well, I read a good article back when the the Joss Whedon stuff was coming out, and it kind of said, mm-hmm. "It's like, hey, it's okay to like what you like, and you liked it. Don't <laughs> try to defend the actions of the person because you liked their art, right? What they did was yeah. bad. Acknowledge that too, and then go find new stuff that you like, and hopefully, the new stuff that you like." isn't made by a scumbag. Although, again, the longer you wait, eventually it seems like everybody's a scumbag. But it's too bad. Um, I mean, you know, Michael Bay, did you hear that he killed a pigeon? What? Uh, Actually, it says he denies killing a pigeon on uh, Six Underground set in Italy. I don't even know. I don't know why it gets its own... uh, Why there has to be a news article about director Michael Bay killing a pigeon seems, like, very inconsequential. Um... (laughs) I didn't kill. I didn't kill that pigeon. I didn't. I did not kill that pigeon. The filmmaker's attorney says the story is he's been charged with killing a pigeon in connection with a film that he directed. Those statements are simply wrong and harmful. So I guess there's maybe a false story <laughs> that he killed a pigeon and people are mad. And Michael Bay is mad about it. How about this, Michael Bay? Just stop making shitty movies. You know, I mean, you've blown up a lot of stuff. You've killed a pigeon at some point with some of your explosions. I'm sure. Yeah. No, definitely. Piece of shit. <laughs> he, he killed he, my favorite Transformer, and then you killed a pigeon. Is he, is he still in charge of the Transformer movies? I don't know. I don't know. Because they're making the, the, the animals one. And... Right. Oh, yeah. It's coming out. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Also in the celebrity crime cl- crime blotter, it looks like uh, there's actually going to be charges filed against uh, Alec Baldwin for the, the, the misfire on the set of the movie Rust. Yeah. And, I mean, again, whether he's convicted or not is a different thing. And it looks like the union is defending him, saying that he should not be charged. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see how that criminal proceedings go. I mean, because, again, what he's charged with is involuntary manslaughter, right? So with most with most crimes, you, you have to prove intent, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, involuntary, well, there's no intent, right? You didn't mean to yeah. do it. So it'll, that's interesting. I'm not a lawyer. Uh, if you are a lawyer, call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And, l- and let us know what uh, what should uh, what should his defense be. Well, his defense is that he's just an actor and the armorer handed him the gun and said it was okay, right? Yeah. And so it's the and he's blaming the armorer, right? But then I feel like part of the story is that, yeah, but then the armorer works for the movie and who runs the movie the producer who's the producer alec baldwin so <laughs> you know yeah he's the actor but he's also the one in charge so he's responsible for the armorer's actions as the producer of the film so i don't know we'll we'll see how that ends yeah. up um let's go back to uh let's go back to let's go back to the box office right avatar 2 is uh what it's up to Almost, almost two billion. We're getting clo- closing in on two billion. I think it's already passed Spider Man. It's on its way to uh, an, one of the Avengers movies. Um, 
let's see. So here's the thing that I thought was really interesting. Um, <clears throat> James Cameron said that the decision to go to see a movie has less to do with a big screen and really good sound and more to do with the choice not to multitask. And that's the, I couldn't agree with uh, James Cameron more with that, right? Mm-hmm. I am never going to pay full attention to something when I'm in my house, right? I got my phone in front of me. I'm going to go to the kitchen, going to pause it, go to the bathroom, whatever. Sometimes you don't even pause it while you go into the kitchen. But if you're in the movie theater, you know, you're not on your phone. That's the only time you're going to watch a movie, for me at least. You know, I can't possibly give full attention to something at home, which is why I don't end up watching stuff because I know I'm not going to, you know, oh, this show is so good, I have to pay attention. And I don't have it in me to pay attention right now, so I'm not going to watch that show. And it just sits on the shelf and I never get around to it, right? Yeah. And so same thing with movies. It's like, oh, that's a good movie. If I don't go see it in the theater, by the time it comes out on streaming or whatever, I don't want to watch it that way because I'm not going to pay attention to it. Not that Mm -hmm. I care about the screen being big or small. It's that I know I'm not going to give it the proper attention that it needs in that format. So I think that James Cameron has something there. No, I agree. I think there definitely is a, a degree of like, I am in the theater. I'm paying money to see this. Uh, yeah, I paid to be here. I'm out. It's dark. I spent $30 on a large popcorn and a tall drink. Yeah. So I need to pay attention because they're not stopping from me. Right. Well, that's the thing too. Like, hey, you know how we said like, oh, in the middle of this movie, I can take a bathroom break and pause the film. When you're at the theater, listen, you're like, I either got to go now or I have to think, okay, is anything important going to happen in the fu- in the two minutes it's going to take me to walk down there, use the bathroom, clean my hands, and come back? If yes, I have to wait. If no, you risk it and you go. Yeah. But you risk it. I, then you uh, come back and then you come back and then the main character is dead and there's a war happening. And oh my God, why did I pee now? Dude, that happened to me with Tron uh, Legacy. I, yeah. I just had to pee so bad, and I, I was seeing it by myself. So the, you know, so, so like I left and came back, and then like something major had happened. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck just happened, but uh, you, you know, it's context. Like, how how no. did we get from here to there? Yeah, and, and something happened while I was out, and 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 I wasn't there with somebody to go. What the hell did I miss? So yeah, that sucks. Um, I mean, yeah, but that is the question, right? Are there's a, an article that said that Hollywood can't survive survive without movie theaters. And there's another article that says Regal Cinemas is shutting down, you know, 30 theaters uh, as part of a bankruptcy. What's your local theaters? Do you have Regal theaters out there? So we have an AMC and a Cinemark. They're next to each other. There's some Regals. There's some other ones. There's some smatterings of other. When I was out in Pennsylvania, when I was still in high school, there were other companies I never even fucking heard of that weren't out where I am in Jersey now. And and I did the North and South Jersey. Like I've I've been a been around a little bit in Jersey. So I mean like I never heard of these theaters. So I mean I know there are some some brands I just never heard of. Um and like Cinemark's great. AMC is great for a cheap movie. You're not gonna be super comfortable. Cinemark is like luxury movies. yeah that's that's the, the the niche right you know the cinemark you know you're going to come and sit in a fancy chair and you're going to get good food and... we have a dine-in i forget what kind of theater it is but there's a dine-in not far um i've only ever been there once and that was for rise of skywalker yeah yeah, back before those were super, I mean, when I was living in Ohio, there was one called Movie Tavern, and I feel like they'd been around for a while, like before they had the concept, so this was almost like a restaurant slash movie theater. You're literally sitting in like a desk chair 
at a little table and then the movie's playing and then the waiter brings you your food and it was just it was just kind of funny because it was like it's not luxury really the chair isn't super comfortable it was just you can eat and watch the movie and they had booze you know whereas you know most movie theaters back then you couldn't get an alcoholic drink right but now yeah like the, the the theater close to me which is a regal um you know yeah you, you can get full meals at you know in the in the theater and the food's decent uh but they yeah. don't do like in theater service right in since covid right mm-hmm. they might bring it back at some point but you used to be able to, you'd go if you go like the 20 minutes before the theater right they had like uh you know wait staff in in the theater and they would take orders and stuff during you know and then bring it to you kind of during the previews and then you could like kind of eat during the previews and or throughout the movie or whatever but uh, the one oh. by me, I think you can go up until like halfway through the movie, and they stop sending food. Oh yeah, see, I think that they, I think that you have to have your orders in before. Oh, they the movie by me. They let us keep ordering. In oh, here, yeah. you could be a Gavon and keep <laughs> and keep ordering food. <laughs> Waiter, um, hey, right in the middle of the Gavon, movie. For those who don't know, is an Italian American uh, slang word for uh, pig and or slob. What was so, the what was the word? Gavon. 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 With, a, with a G. Gavon. With a G. Now a sandwiches Italian American slang word of the week, folks. Gavon. All right. So tune in next I'll week. I'll use it in a sentence. Sandwich has been a Gavon for a long time. Tune in next week for Muzzarella. I don't know. <laughs> if you, here's, a, here's a tip, folks. If you want to make a word Italian American, you cut the last syllable off of it, and now it's Italian American. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's do any word. You can do it with any word. Do, do one. Give us one. Huh? Give us one. Like, give us another example. Like mozzarella. Mozzarella. All right. There's no mozzarella. No, nah is dead. Mozzarella. You end it right there, like you're in a rush. And what, what's gabagool? What's that? What's that? Actually? Gabagool. Yeah. Well, so that's capicola is the whole word. <laughs> okay. See, I don't even know that. See again, this is yeah. this is an interesting part of the show. <laughs> Italian American culture with sandwich. <laughs> I like it. And notice mozzarella and gabagool go fantastic on a sandwich. There you go. Nice. Most things we cut down are food. <laughs> food, yeah, because you don't have time to say the whole word. Because you're in a rush because you're ordering so much shit on your sandwich. So you got to just you gotta shorten the letters and the amount of stuff. If you only have one breath to say everything, I have to cut some syllables. I can add a whole nother meat if I cut out some of the letters. That's right. More meat is always a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. How, Sorry. How, no, that's good. I like it. How about a couple of trailers before we wrap up the first uh, the first segment? Absolutely. Here? Did you see the the Mando three like official trailer? Yes, I did see that. Uh, I'm very excited for that. I, my thing is kind of like okay, so I feel I I you know the idea is obviously we're going to Mandalore and doing all that. Um, I'm wondering where the tension is going to come from. Obviously, they're going to make it work. Is it going to be like us versus sort of Bo-Katan? Is it not really a tension? Is it kind of just getting to Mandalore? Like, I- I'd like to not reach Mandalore by like episode three. I'd like to reach Mandalore by like episode six. You it, know? Okay. So, so again, I'm trying to put the the timeline together. Right. This is after Return of the Jedi. Yes. Be- obviously, before. Uh, Rise of between six and seven. It's between six and seven. Yep. When does Bo Katan comes from Rebels, or does she come from? She was, she was in Rebels. She's Rebels, and when does Rebels take place? Between like 
three between three and four and so it's five. before a new hope so we so so we haven't seen the you know in the universe the character yes. of bo katan's been doing whatever she's been doing for the entire timeline of from yeah. from Rebels. i think she was i'm pretty sure she was also in clone wars it's been a long time so i really went to but she she's been prevalent for a while well and yeah and so katana was in clone wars and uh, so, so clone, clone wars, clone wars Rebels, takes yeah. place between two and three yes all of clone wars happens between two and three Yes. And then Rebels happens between three and four. And was Ahsoka also on Rebels? Ahsoka was in Rebels. Okay. So, so, so. And then she's also in, you know, as you know, uh, I think you know this, she was in, uh, you know, The Mandalorian and Boba Fett and stuff like that. So she's been around for a while. I think her race ages slowly is the thing. Like her species might age slowly but so so we don't been around for a while none of these characters are in seven eight and nine right so we don't know where where they meet their end so i guess it's possible that bo katan takes a heel turn right yeah no totally possible i also think ahsoka might be one of those voices spoiler alert for rise of the skywalker i think ahsoka tana is one of the voices right here's when she like speaks the force for a second during the big final fight um so she's due to die i guess Ahsoka? well i mean i, I don't know how long got, they live yeah theory, well we've got, I mean, we've got her her show's coming out for her it's season one who knows if yeah. it's gonna have a season two yeah. i don't i don't think we know if there's gonna be uh, a season two of kenobi hello there either they thought they keep like kicking it around i don't yeah. think it i don't think it's supposed to have one i don't think it, um, it needs one no I saw somebody Andor say Andor has a couple seasons, they, but we know where Andor ends. Yeah, so. they, they want young Leia, like give young Leia a show because she was interesting. Yeah, you know. But um, anyway, uh, the the series three season three trailer was just a little bit. I don't. I don't think it was any different. Maybe a little bit more than what we saw back at Celebration. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny because just this just this week, for some reason, uh, I had put on Mandalorian season two. Mm-hmm. Just I just put it on, uh, and we were watching the last couple episodes, you know, with like Frog Lady and and all that, on all that stuff. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm like, oh wait, this is the end of season two, but all of the the all the major stuff happened in Book of Boba. F- I mean, you know, it's like Book of Boba Fett yeah. was essentially Mando season two point five, right? Yeah, and it's like, and I like Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett show was rough. And all the best stuff was Mandalorian based, but like now they've used so much of their Mandalorian storyline. I just feel like I saw, I think I saw an article that was saying that like there's never any consequences, right? He mm-hmm. gave, he let Grogo go with Luke, and then immediately in a couple episodes later of Boba Fett, Grogo's back with him. You know what I mean? Like, so there's no consequence to that action. You didn't have to wait. Even for a full next season of of Mandalorian, for them to be reunited, you know, so like the the weight of decisions is. You know what's funny? Mm-hmm. There might be a, a group of people who didn't watch Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. They'd be like, "Why the hell is Grogu back?" Yeah. Oh, that's true. If you didn't and watch what am Boba I going to tell them? You got to watch episodes like five through eight of Boba Fett. <laughs> right. Right. No, it's it's. There it, will be people who be like, "What the fuck happened?" Yeah. Yeah. Why is this? Why is he? I'm happy he's back, but why the fuck is he here? Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. You know, it's funny you should say that because uh, uh, my wife hasn't watched Loki yet. And I'm like, you're going to have to watch it before we go watch Quantumania. I mean, it's going to be important. So you're going to have to crank out eight episodes of Loki before Quantumania comes out, or you're not going to know what the hell's going on. And back when Ant Man and the Wasp came out, 
Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's not Ant-Man and the Wasp. Maybe it was Endgame, and we hadn't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp yet. Oh, okay. and, and I'm like, and, and I'm like, I'm like, ah, before we go see Endgame, like, I feel like we should watch Ant-Man and the or whatever. Maybe it was what, but it, it obviously it ended up being super important to the next yeah. one. I'm like, boy, am I glad we watched that before we, you know, don't watch yeah. this shit out of order, man. You're gonna be in trouble. Oh, you know what's really funny? Me and my girlfriend's like fourth date. I made her go see Ant-Man and the Wasp because I wanted to see it, but she had never seen a Marvel movie. Any other Marvel movie? You're <laughs> starting with Ant-Man and the Wasp. No fucking context for anything <laughs> at all. And I could tell, like, thankfully I'm charming to a degree, but she's like, why the fuck am I here? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, honey. No. I said, honey, but like, no, wait, but look, look, it's so cool. Look at what that's the guy from the other movie. Yeah. Oh. That's the oh, that oh, <laughs> who's that guy? Who's that guy? Yeah, let, here let me let me have you watch these twenty other movies and then we'll and talk. I I love her. So we did that. What's funny is we did watch everything up to Endgame, and then I I let her. Uh, we watched some shows. And I'm like, okay, I can tell you're done. I think you've done enough. You got far enough. Yeah. Um. When we got to Amy in the Wash, we're like, I remember this for some reason. Like, yeah, <laughs> honey, this is our fourth date. She's like, you mean we went through. 19 movies and now our fourth date happens I'm like yeah <laughs> yeah it's i mean that's exactly it that's so funny um you can just and so then that's that's the argument against these kind of franchise films right they don't yeah. really stand alone you no. know if, if you walk into it like it, and, and and so then then the argument becomes if it doesn't stand alone then it's not a good movie I mean, right? If you yeah. can't watch it by itself, you know. If so. you need to have literally seen, Endgame was great because it's a culmination of 22 films or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. You're telling me I had to, and I did, you know, if I just brought someone along, if my if my girlfriend's fourth date was Endgame, yeah. how am I going to explain 22 movies? Right. We saw Endgame and she had no context for anything again. Yeah. She didn't remember Ant-Man because it had been like a year. Yeah. I'm like, listen, we're seeing this. I have to see it. So you're coming with me because, you know, I've also been realizing I might have been a bad boy from the beginning. Yeah. Not that that's changed. I got to I got to watch these movies, babe. <laughs> you know, if you want to come with me or not, you can stay home. But I'm watching this movie, so um, <laughs> I I've realized recently that you know, as I see like clips of Endgame and stuff, and I'm like, oh, you know, I barely remember this or that. I'm like, it also over the you know decade that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has evolved my mm-hmm. amount of available time to absorb content has gone yeah. down the amount of oh, available yeah. content has gone up and so you know when when iron man came out when iron man 2 came out when 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 the you know the first movies you know yeah i would go see them in the theater then i would probably watch them again when they came out on streaming right i don't have time to watch something a second you know like i don't watch things a second time anymore not that i wouldn't want to see it again i just can I prioritize rewatching Endgame over watching the last season of Better Call Saul, which I know is fantastic and I haven't had time to watch yet? Oh yeah, it's it's tough. I think the last thing I I genuinely like caught in theaters and was ready for it was Shang Chi. I think that was the last time I was like, okay, Marvel movies coming out. I'm ready for it. I pre bought my ticket. I'm up to date. Everything's ready to go. The other things I've caught up on Disney Plus when they came out for movies and the shows I I can I'll like I was backed up on Hawkeye and She Hulk because it's just like 
all right, I forgot they came out. Yeah. So I had to just wait a little bit. I've stayed pretty. I, I was doing pretty good on on the Disney Plus shows. Um, I caught Wakanda Forever still in theaters. So, so you know, I didn't like see it opening weekend or anything, but I did get to see it on the big screen again, which means that I paid more attention to it than watching it at home. But like like Andor, I still haven't watched Andor. I watched Kenobi. Oh yeah, that's that. another thing I want to watch when it came out. But I haven't. I I you know, but like I was not able to. Like Andor came out, and I feel like, oh, I should be watching this, but I just haven't haven't watched it yet. And you know, all no, these I, reviews. I are... want to see Andor too because I I heard that it was fun. I heard it was good. Yeah, there, I mean, there's, there's a million uh, articles about. You know, they're already working on season two. It's it, its premise and its writing is just top notch. But you know, and I'll get around to it. Um, but also because it is kind of. Well, you know where it ends eventually. It ends in Rogue One. So even if I wait until all three seasons of Andor are done and then binge it that way, who cares? I mean, right? It's not, you know, nothing else that's happening is contingent upon Andor. Mm-hmm. And and if they make a Andor spinoff, I'll, I'll just wait to watch that until I've had a chance to watch Andor. You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't have the same urgency to watch as like the, the Marvel ones because you know those are going to tie directly into the movies. So if you haven't watched them, you're going to be missing something. So, I don't know. Um, all right, let's do one more uh, trailer, and then we'll then we'll get out of here. Did you watch the Gotham Knights trailer? Um, I watched uh, about ten seconds of it. But I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, this trash, and then I turned it off. <laughs> so you're just like, no, I'm not watching this. I'm I, not I watch watched the, show. the first trailer, and the first time they did a trailer, I watched it. Um, and I was like, you know what? This is horrible. And I watched it a couple times to make sure it was horrible. And the second I saw that there was a new trailer that somehow snuck its way through like my feed somehow, because I've done a good job of like filtering my feed and making sure it's how I want it to be. Um, I curate that very well. The fact that it snuck through somehow <laughs> my defenses was upsetting. The fact that I, I even it hit my eyes for more than five seconds was very upset. Someone will, someone has been yelled at about my feed being breached. Um, I need to rebuild my walls. This time I will build seriously. them higher and better. Oh man! All right, no, I think we, let's let's uh, let's take the the first time. Let's go to a break. What what? So what do you think? Uh, West Coast Scott, which five? The return of no the who strikes back? The DMs. <laughs> the DM, yes, the DMs strike back. That that's that works in a number of different ways. So this is, we'll go to a break on episode 706, West Coast Skywatch 5, the DM strike back by saying, after these messages, we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. Hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh, 
That's right. We want you to tell us what's、mm, on your mind, what we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> so call us on the GVM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven, and you may hear yourself、uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> Wow! Wow! What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton, and I'm Podcast Rob, and we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com, and also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the Art Comedy and Pop Culture Podcast Network. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners, it's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the Piecast because we got married on Pi Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at Pi Day Family, and my new Twitter handle is at Pi Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real onset stories. We even play some film games. Only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red Five Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now another classic geek stuff ID. Hey, this is Ray Park, Darth Maul from the Phantom Menace, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Check it out. TNG. Live from the sandwich shop in Pi Day Studios in sunny Southern California, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you're in from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-wing features many amazing details. Like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a lineup R2D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S foils open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do 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 premium offer. You get one eighteen scale, 
hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. So we haven't really dived into the DCEU lately, right? There's been a million stories about all that. I mean, you know, James Gunn's in charge. We haven't really addressed all that. So it's, it's, I feel like it was a good thing, though, to just compile everything because I feel like the news has died down a bit. Yeah. So it's good to get everything at once so we can just kind of rip it. So here's what I want to start with. James Gunn marries Peacemaker actress Jennifer Holland. So kind of the, the, the blonde handler chick mm-hmm. is now James Gunn's wife. So now do you know that now do you realize why Jane, uh, Peacemaker for sure wasn't getting canceled? <laughs> His <laughs> wife is in the show. So yeah. so yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, when when there was even before it was before he was announced as the the person in charge of the DCEU, but when they were saying this is canceled and that's canceled from HBO Max, but Peacemaker like, "Oh no, Peacemaker's going fine." And I'm sure it's like, "Oh yeah, we're not going to cancel your wife's show while we're trying to woo you to become. I won't work for you if you make my wife <laughs> if you make my wife unemployed. So, but then then short of that, right? So, so James Gunn in charge of DCEU and it's basically he's going to reboot it. It's all done, right? Yeah. Once Flash it's comes dead. out, Flash is the end of the old DCEU Which, and we're going to start once over, again, right? Fucking amazing that shithead still has a TV, has a full-on movie coming out. But, you know, I just whatever. I still don't understand i mean again I, I understand the financial aspect of it but to take a completed movie it's done it's ready to go and just put it on the shelf for the tax law for the tax write-off instead of letting it be out in the world just blows me away and and, and, a, and a completed movie that is part of a greater universe that has cameos from you know uh Michael Keaton. I mean, you know, like it just just blows me away. Again, and that has nothing to do with with James Gunn. But so anyway, uh, it it seems like, I mean, it seems like James Gunn's going to bring Momoa back and make him be Lobo. Which again, casting wise, looks wise, he looks the part. Yeah, you know, I mean, he, he so, looks more I mean, like Lobo than he does like Aquaman. But yeah, but I mean, he's he's a good act. I a good actor. He he's a fun actor. Which is what the DCEU needs. It needs more fun, to yeah. a degree. Like I appreciate the serious and like the vi- that vibe of it, but it does need some fun, you know. Yeah, so. I, I would I would agree with that because even you know in the Justice League movies, even though I don't feel like the character of Aquaman in the DCEU has anything to do with the character of Aquaman in the comic books, and I never read any Aquaman comic books, but 
everything I know about Aquaman, I, I but I liked Momoa's performance. I thought I liked the Aquaman movie, and I didn't. I you know went to see it not caring a bit because I I don't have any you know allegiance to Aquaman, and yeah. I but I enjoyed the movie. It was better than I expected. I do like Jason Momoa. You know, yeah, he's. I mean, the <laughs> stuff that I've seen him in, he's he's good. So so I don't have a problem. That did I tell you that uh, that my wife met him? Yeah, I did tell you that story. Or it's an adventure. Or is that a past oh, adventure? No, this is this is a while back, like like before he was Aquaman. So he was still like he was he'd been cast as he, Aquaman of Cal Drogo frame. He was still Cal Drogo. Um, we were working a convention for one of the conventions that 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 we go to. We were wor- working their booth to promote their convention at like I think it was Long Beach Comic Con. And so we get there, we're all set up. The floor's not open yet, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna hit the bathroom real quick before the floor opens up, and then I come back. Um, and a little while later in the day, we see Jason Momoa, and I'm like, oh, that's the new Aquaman. And Brittany goes, oh, yeah, he stopped by the booth a little while, like, while you were in the bathroom, and I talked to him for a few minutes. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I always miss the celebrities. Like, I go to the bathroom, literally, and a celebrity comes over. Um, we were at another one, like, some friends of ours had a booth there, and we were stopping to talk to them. Uh, it was when we, you know, when our son was pretty young, we had, and, and Brittany was holding him and I went to the bathroom and then the guy doing autographs who was from the original Battlestar Galactica who had the table on the other side, he like got up from his table and he came over and like, you know, was talking to my son and stuff and then went back to his table. And then I get back from the bathroom and they're like, oh yeah, Boomer from Battlestar Galactica was just over here talking to your son. And I'm like, what? I watched Battlestar Galactica. Nobody else here watched the original show in the seventies, but me, and I'm the one that's gone when the guy comes over. So anyway, but anyway, so yeah, so I like Jason Momoa. I just didn't get to meet him when when my wife did. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not mad about it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> cool. <laughs> so it it seems like there's a combination of stuff happening on the DC side. One was bringing James Gunn over, but then yes. behind the scenes was the Rock wrangling to like be in like run the DC universe with his with his name recognition. Is that what he was trying mm-hmm. to do? It's what I heard was a thing that he was trying to like CEO, like wrestling, like I'm going to take my way out of the top type, you know, like I'm just going to take over, um, which didn't work. <laughs> right, because because like I feel like the like he, he was able to wrangle the Henry Cavill cameo like that was kind of yeah. through his clout. Right. He did make some stuff happen, but he thought he was going to do more than that. And it, it's kind of backfired, and now like there's not even going to be a Black Adam too, right? Yeah, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, so it's kind of a it's it's kind of a, a pretty big failure. I mean, really, that The Rock, with all of his you know fans and and experience and all that, and then you know he pushes for this movie, and it's not that great, and kind of it's the nail in the coffin instead of the of yeah. the DCEU, right? Yeah. I don't know. Do you think they should do a Black Adam too? It doesn't matter what you think. God damn you! God damn you! God. I was I was ready. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna talk about things, and then bam, perfect. Um, I hate that you're so good at that. Oh, I like to get those in when I can. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was, uh, you know, then moving on to, to Henry Cavill, right? Same thing. It's like, did he quit The Witcher expecting to go back to DC? And then now he's not going back to DC? 
And that's, yeah, I know that that's the thing that really pissed me off about this whole scenario. For, for those who don't know, like all of the big three got shit canned at once officially now, mm-hmm. right? Gal Gadot got shit canned, Henry Cavill got shit canned, and then Batfleck was back and then shit canned and then back and now officially shit canned, I think. Yeah, and then so, aren't well, they all suing? They're they're kind of suing, which I think that they they have some some standing to do that. Yeah, no, I mean from from what I know, I know little, but it's basically because well, I think DC was kind of like, hey, come back and make movies, and then they're kind of like, oh, fuck you, go home, in like the span of a week. Yeah, because like Gal Gadot and all of them are like ready to keep going, and they brought Cavill back. Cavill wouldn't have done the cameo for Black Adam. If he didn't think he was coming back. Right. And everyone was excited. It's like, holy shit, Cavill's back in the suit. He wants to be Superman again. And he wanted to be Superman again, like genuinely, I think. And he was great. Okay. He wasn't great. I really liked him as the Witcher. I'm going to say, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but I'm going to say, I really enjoyed his Witcher. Yeah. I really enjoyed his, his Geralt. And now that's out. And that's a shame too. Cause like, that's still going. There's going to be more. They've already recast him. Yeah, and that, that's it. It's and like, they, it. I don't know if they can go back because then that's literally what happened to him almost. <laughs> yeah, I, and I don't. I don't think they are. But that's that's the, that is the question. Like literally, if he had waited two weeks before he quit The Witcher, right? Assuming that he just he quit The Witcher because he wouldn't have enough time to do both. Yeah, that just it does. It just kind of everybody loses in this situation, right? Not no. you know, not to, to to bust on Liam Hemsworth, right? He he might do fine, but yeah, everybody does like Henry Cavill's Witcher. It, it's oh going yeah, it's good. definitely not like a, the the younger Hemsworth. I I have faith in him. I like him as an actor. I have no problem with him. But Henry Cavill was great. Yeah, you know, respectfully, he was great. He's sold me on the Witcher since the first episode. He felt like Geralt of Rivia, and it was awesome. Yeah, I, I really, and, I, I really like that show. Uh, and season three is like in the can, I think. Right? I mean, we're gonna see. I mean, he's already done yeah, season it's three. It's filmed. It's done. It's good to go. You know what? This really is a lesson, folks. You do not put in your notice for a job until you have the signed letter of, you know, like I will pay you money from the new job. That's do right. not put in your two weeks until you have that letter. <laughs> don't quit one job till you have another job my dad always told me that that is right yes. uh, spe- speaking of the witcher right um it says that uh he- he's gonna get a good send-off it is it possible that liam's Hemsworth is he still gonna be playing Geralt, or is it gonna be a different witcher so it could be a different witcher that'd be a deviation from the story but i think it's the only thing that makes sense because it really isn't a good reason for it to not and look like Henry Cavill, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it would be. I think it would be better to just. I mean, like, I mean, because they they do introduce other Witchers, obviously. Um, now I'll say this: none of them, you know, are like Geralt, you know. So if it's gonna be, if it's a different character, or even, I honestly wouldn't care if it's a new character because I know, you know, this was a not planned scenario. So if they have to kind of flounder and be like, "All right, listen, this is a Geralt of of another town," you know. He's also a Witcher. He's charismatic. We like him. Please, please don't leave. Like I'm not going to be mad. This is one of those scenarios where you can't be, you know, they had to deal with their their major like A's a list actor kind of ditching on them. So, but, but there is there is magic, right? So they can just make him. They look can magic right? it. I mean, you know, like I said, it's not going to be how it worked in the game, but who cares? <laughs> it's, it's like you're saying about. 
like about uh, Rick and Morty earlier, right? Oh, he looks different because of magic. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. It just you, you, the great it, thing about sci-fi is there are there are things you yeah. put there that set the president for oh no <laughs> the, this the, irreversible thing yeah has changed forever and now we're gonna just accept it you can, you can have it and move on and now we can talk about it anymore you can do a you can do a doctor who and just have him regenerate <laughs> and, and do it looking oh no right? i'm regenerating again <laughs> yeah what what demographic have we not done yet yeah. um oh look <laughs> You could do uh, you well, and then there's always what they might do, which is the bewitched, right? When they switched Darren's, they just didn't say yeah. shit. They're on a yeah. show with magic. They could have easily yeah. said, it, "Oh, Ga- some spell went wrong." Did, Game of Thrones did that too. Oh yeah, it with was, the Dar- um, Dario Naharis, right? Yeah, yeah. Just and you know what's funny? Uh, like there is president of magic that could have made it a thing. They just acted like it didn't happen. The, the faceless man. Yeah, yeah. Just just pretend like it didn't happen. Nobody's gonna know. Any, anybody gonna notice that this guy? Um, you probably did not watch the show. Um, Crazy ex-girlfriend. I would assume no. that you did not. No, I missed um, that one. I was asleep on those weeknights. It, it was it was a musical comedy show, uh, and in the first couple of seasons, there's a character named Greg, played by um, the actor that does the voice of Hans in Frozen. That's the best uh, reference I can give you. Um, and oh, then, I know the big, He's like a, a little chubbier. Uh, no, 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 fellow. no, no. Not that's that's Olaf. You're thinking of Josh Gad. Um, Hans, you said that? Hans, Hans, the bad guy in Frozen. Oh, that guy. I was thinking Olaf again. Yeah, Yeah. sorry. Yeah. So, anyway. I like Olaf. (laughs) When the show was new, it wasn't clear if it was going to get picked up for a second season. Mm -hmm. And so he already had made other commitments. And so he's in the second season for a couple of episodes and then he's gone. And then by the time that the show moves on to its fourth and final season, they needed the character back, but he's not available anymore. And so they, they'd straight up recast him. I mean, you know. So again, same thing. But in this show, like you know, the main character's got, uh, you know, some mental illness issues that she's going through. She's the crazy ex girlfriend, after all. And, um, and his the reason his character left was that he kind of went to rehab. And so they just basically said, oh, now that he's sober, he's like a different person. Like that was kind of the joke. He's like a different person, and it's a different actor playing him. Uh, you know, so like that was the way that they ex- explained the the casting change, and it was it was tough to accept because you liked the actor and the character, and it's just a different. And the the, the new guy did fine, but it was still it's like ah, oh, wish I wish they could have got him back at least for the yeah. last because he's in the last season for you know half you know, half a dozen episodes. Anyway, um, that Witcher spinoff, did you have you watched any of that? I heard horrible things. It's got like the worst score in franchise history over on Rotten Tomatoes. So Blood Origin is what it's called. It's a live action show as well, right? I think so, yeah. So you haven't watched That's... much of it? No, I I once one of those things I missed and then I just you know, I never heard about it coming out, honestly. Like I didn't really know it was happening. And then I heard horrible things. So it's like, oh no. I, I didn't catch that pile of poo that was falling out the window. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, so just don't worry about it. Okay, yeah. so so sticking with Henry Cavill, um, how do you make a Warhammer movie? Isn't Warhammer just a... a... Well, so there is a... Because a, uh, any nerd who loves something enough will make 30,000 lore books about it. <laughs> okay. So there are enough lore books that will make a story. Because there is story to Warhammer. Now, yes, it is all based... Around the tabletop game, and, and and the tabletop game is just—it's really more about the miniatures, right? That's Warhammer is. It's a war game. It's a war game. It, yeah, 
your my army fights your army. We see who wins. Um, but there is lore behind all of the people, you know, the the names and the people and stuff, and it's like deep and rich. And I'm not saying that condescendingly. It literally is like a really in depth lore. When, when is um, the Magic the Gathering game going to happen? Or the movie? I mean. Also, like that's been uh, canceled about five times. Okay, so they are trying and to do it. They want to do a Magic the they've Gathering. They've tried movie. and canceled and tried and canceled and tried and canceled. And then we'll have um, Magic the Gathering versus Warhammer movie, and they'll just so Warhammer, smash those Warhammer wars together. Just got Magic cards, so that was also a thing. Um, I like those cards actually. I have some of those cards, um, but that's a story for another time for another sandwich. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Warhammer has a lot of lore. I've been I've I'm sort of privy to it now. Because my friends who don't play Warhammer have gotten really into Warhammer lore. So they've been talking to me when we nerd out and do other nerd things like, oh, I saw this other Warhammer thing. Let me show you. And it's it's interesting stuff. It really is because it's, you know, it's how do I it's it's like it reminds me of like 1940s war propaganda to the thousandth degree <laughs> almost. Okay. It, that's how I see it. That's my view of it. Not saying that's the view of it. That's my view of it. Because it's like whole planets are devoted to like, you know, like making food to feed an army. This is a farm planet made to feed the army on that planet. Made to do this on that planet. Like it's just cool. Um. So yeah, I know, and I, this is tangentially related to Henry Cavill because he's attached to like an Amazon Warhammer show now, right? Yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, that's what I'm saying. He's he's working on an Amazon or a Warhammer movie. Is it is it a show? I thought it was show. It could be. Oh, it does say franchise. Film and TV. So yeah, maybe it's going to be a show, not a movie. I also believed it was supposed to be animated, although I am not sure. Because it would make more sense to me animated. Not that it couldn't work live action, but I'd worry it'd fall into the Halo thing of just showing too much. Not in the showing Master Chief's ass all the time, but just like, I don't know how well it could look scale-wise. Because these guys... The space marines are like 19 feet tall. They're like mm-hmm. behemoths, I feel like. They're supposed to be massive. So it's going to look a little clunky if they're, they're not properly skilled. But, you know, I'm not as deep into Warhammer lore as I could be, as I'd want to be, because it is cool. If you're into Warhammer lore, call the GVM line 201 730 2547 and tell me and us all the wonderful Warhammer lore you got. I'd love to hear about it. Right, and he's that actually a whole podcast about it. Cavill's actually into War, Warhammer, right? Like he's actually played it. He he does Warhammer. He he is, and it's well documented, I believe. If if you've been on the internet long enough, he is pretty like in the genre, like respect. Like he is into like Warhammer and nerdier things. He's also just jacked as all hell. Yeah, um, yeah on top of that, right? you know. So like the girls like him because he looks handsome, and the guys like him because it's like oh. Would you like to talk war? Would you like to talk about Warhammer lore with me? I'd love to talk Warhammer lore with you, Henry Cavill. Yeah. Please tell me more. And while she leans in, looks at his muscles, I lean and look at him and think, "Wow, he also has muscles, but he's got a big brain full of Warhammer lore." <laughs> Something for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, and we really, you know, we'll, we'll we'll move on from Henry Cavill to uh, to Wonder Woman there and and get Patty Jenkins's version. But I mean, when you really think about like casting. Okay, yeah, Man of Steel has writing problems, right? Story problems. Yeah. But he looked and did the part of Clark Kent and Superman very well. He he was, and this is 
my opinion. He was a very good Superman. Yes. Now, Clark Kent was hard to believe because this dude was jacked as all hell. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he was a great Superman. Yeah. I don't know how like natty he was. You know, I don't, he was probably a little worried it up. He yeah. might have had some some additional help. That aside, the guy looked fantastic. You can't say he didn't. Yeah. He looked the part more than anyone I've seen. And and and, and then you go to uh to Batfleck, and you know what? I mean, again, anybody that's got the mask on is Batman, but he was a good Bruce Wayne. Like, you know, like yes. you know, and an and an older grizzled Bruce Wayne and all that. That was good. Yeah. Uh and yeah. then I mean, and again, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, perfect, right? I mean, she is she she looks the part. She she it's, so it's really good casting. Not that they can't do it again, you know. But I mean, like if you go back and look, was it Adrian Padalecki that they had they were going to do a Wonder Woman TV show, and you so. kind of and you kind of see her in in the outfit, which is very comic book inspired outfit. But it's like it looks like a cost Halloween costume, you know. And you look at Gal Gadot and go, yeah, that looks like Wonder Woman. I mean, you, you know, so like yeah. there there's I mean, and it, again, it could have just been the quality of the production, not not to disparage adrian padalecki as saying she's not wouldn't have been made a good wonder woman in the in the show but like you had some good good casting and then you go to like you know it was ezra miller a great flash versus the guy that played him on tv you know no right like yeah you know does he bring anything to the casting that mattered no you could say that talking about uh uh aquaman you know uh momoa he doesn't look the part at all yeah, no. He, he he made the character his own, and it was good. But oh yeah, you, there, but, there's a degree of like yeah. But you don't go oh that was great casting, right? You don't go oh yeah, that's Aquaman. In the same way that when they when they said oh we're gonna do an Iron Man movie with Robert Downey Jr., you're like yep, okay, that's I'm on board. That's Tony Stark. I get it, right? You know. Yeah. And and so like there's good casting sometimes happens, um, and so you know those the the you know the Trinity of the DCEU. I think it was good casting, plagued by a lot of other issues, you know, writing and, and all yeah. that. But but the casting wasn't the problem with it, with those three. So you know what's crazy? There's definitely so much potential that they had the three of them that if they had set up this universe right and they had done it, I'm not saying the Marvel way, but like in the DC's way of doing it, and they had done it properly, it would have killed so much because that was really great casting for all three of those characters Ezra Miller aside take that fucking freak show of everything right um I liked how Momoa portrayed Aquaman because what he did was which you know the other characters I really didn't really need he breathed like a lot of life and Mm -hmm. he brought a lot of excitement to a character that people have been making fun of for like a decade it felt like like, oh Aquaman all he could do is talk to animals talk to fish and stuff like no he's fucking cool don't don't make fun of my I was a, I was an Aquaman defender for a long time. Yeah. And I was. And then Momoa made it cool. I didn't need to defend him anymore. Yeah. You're right. They, they, he 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 did. He turned that character around. And then it, it, even going all the way to the cameo in Peacemaker, right? Yeah. You, you know, get out of here fish fucker and you know, all, and, and you know, yeah, fuck you Barry. I mean, that was that was a good I mean, yeah. it also showing that you can that, you know the lighter side of the character that, that Peacemaker had, right? Like I, I mean, I don't know. It's it's and I think that's going back to the Harley Quinn show. That's what the Harley Quinn cartoon has is you can make those the jokes that the fans would make about the characters. You can have the characters make them because of the universe is set up. Like I, I think the Harley Quinn cartoon is an example of doing meta right. It's not too meta. It's got enough of 
all the characters are exactly like they should be, and then there's a little bit of extra awareness in there that they can play with, right? As yeah. opposed to too much awareness, right? Hmm. You know, so I don't know. That's kind of my 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 take on Harley Quinn. The episodes that I've watched, I've really enjoyed. Is, is what I'm saying. Um, you, listen, I, I hope you, I hope you did. My my opinion is that when you have to live, you live a life. But I didn't like it. Doesn't mean you don't like it. Yeah. I hope you did. I hope people like stuff. I hope the DCU doesn't suck. <laughs> I hope we could bounce back from this. I think the end goal of everything we're talking about how this died. I think I hope the goal is somewhere in Warner Brothers fucked up mind. Is to make this right and better. Does is the, to fucking give the fans something that they can support. DCEU Part 2, rising like the phoenix from the ashes of yeah. the Snyderverse <laughs> into Seriously, like, a, new, a new one that can be successful. The Snyderverse was interesting in theory. I think, Snyder, I think all the names attached before this would have been great. But it's just it just careened off the course so bad yeah. that it just didn't work out. So they're going to... I think from what we know, well, let, let's finish Wonder Woman, then we'll, I'll get into my points. Okay, and it just, I mean, Patty Jenkins wanted to make it clear that she was willing to do to work with them to to move forward, and they basically said, no, we're just, we're just, yeah. we're, we're calling it. We're gonna, we're gonna go in a new direction, which I feel like they're just gonna start over with younger versions of the main characters and start yes. over, you know? Yeah, which is, which is, I think should be the goal. Yeah. The goal should be, and not that, you can't be 45 and be was fine. But I think the goal should be let's find some younger people in the 20 to like 35 range mm-hmm. and let them do it for like 10 years. Yeah. And then really have them do it. You know what I mean? Now, did, Sign them for like eight movies. Did you did you read the new 52? Yeah, I mean, you're, are you familiar with the new so, 52? I'm familiar with the new 52. Um, I really started reading comics when they rebooted it again, when they did Rebirth. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm familiar with New 52. So enough. I had gotten, I mean, you know, I collected comics for a little while when I was a kid. And then, you know, like I was in the genre and everything, but I didn't actually buy any comic books or anything. And so when they did the New 52, I'm like, okay, again, I'm a Batman fan. You know, things are, things are different now. You know, maybe, you know, I'm an adult. I have an adult money. I mean, you know, I can, I can go buy some comic books, right? And, and so, yeah, I was going to do... I, I I bought New Fifty Two and still have them all. Like the first two years worth of New Fifty Two are bagged and boarded in my garage, and I never even read. I didn't even get to read all of them. But <laughs> Justice League number one, New Fifty Two, right? Is you you bring together the Justice League, right? Uh, you, you know, and they're coming together for the threat of this of Superman. Right? Is he? You know, we don't know who he is. Batman's putting together this group just in case Superman is a problem. Right? So, so it's very much like the premise of the Justice League movie. Right? Yeah. But nobody knows who anybody else is. Right? You, know, you get that Green Lantern going. You know what? You're not. You're not just a dude in a suit. Right? You know, you've got some powers. Right? Uh, you know, so Green Lantern meets Batman for the first time, and they're so they're all getting to know each other, and. You know, over the course of, and again, it's been a decade since I read those. But I mean, I think that that one option would be not to try to do the six different origin stories. Start mm-hmm. with a Justice League movie. Everybody exists at where, whatever point you decide to start this universe. Yeah. And then when you do their solo, because you can't you can't do the Marvel model and do six different origins over the next ten years, right? Yeah. That's not no. going to work. Then nobody's going to wait for that. So you do the Justice League movie, forget all the origins, do the origin of the Justice League, let them meet each other, 
and have yeah. that movie. And then like, when like, you do their individual follow-ups, then you do flashbacks for the for the origin. You, you, you can you can expand on it. You can do like a quick five minute like, what's your story? Oh, well, I got hit by lightning and then stuff poured on me. Now I can run fast. What's your story? Oh, I crashed a plane and then yeah, I someone else crashed a plane and then I I got a ring out of it. Like me, do quick intros and then later you can embellish. Yeah, I, I you need that, to make it work first. Yeah, because you're not because because I think that the problem is is everybody's been. I mean, DC rushed it, and yeah. then everybody now everybody won't let them do anything. But like, just give us more content. Give us the. You know, give us what we want, and what we want is something that grows over the next decade, but we want it all right now, and DC yeah. keeps trying to do that, and I don't know that they can. So, again, so work backwards. Start with your end game. <laughs> you know, yeah. assume that everybody knows enough about the backstories that you can just jump in and make it a good story with good character development and then go off and do the solos as a spinoff of the yeah. of the group. That's my... Like that's... You, you can start with, like, Aquaman, Flash... And then the big three, and then maybe the maybe the after credit, it you you have like cyborg in it, but not like he's still like his uh he's still Victor, he hasn't been mm-hmm. changed yet. And then the end credit scene is like, oh, there's a there's a green flash in the night sky. You know yeah. what I mean? Set it up that way. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to introduce the whole just like to start, and you could build it naturally from there, and it'll be great. Yeah. What do I know? I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you though, I really you know, going all the way back to the beginning, I really wanted Green Lantern 2 with Sinestro. Because Mark Strong is such a good, I mean, you know, he was yeah, so good yeah. in that. I'm like, I want to see a whole movie where he's the bad guy, you know. But my my DC wheelhouses are Flash and everything Lantern, if I can help it. Yeah, I love all the the lanterns are so cool to me because of like how diverse and all the different colors and stuff. Because there's a whole rainbow of them, yeah. um, and that's cool to me. And then the Flash is always the Flash, so I always thought he was cool. So I would have loved so I, Sinestro in that movie. Kind of blossomed by like. Oh wow! There's other colors. I didn't know that because I just yeah. knew about Green Lantern tangentially as a character. Yeah, so yeah. I cool. really, I really almost wish they hadn't made parallax. Like parallax as the bad guy was not that interesting, right? No. Sinestro yeah. was good. I mean, again, the actor is just so good. It, yeah. You know, it's like I wish that I was hoping he was going to have the heel turn in the movie, and he was going to end up being the bad guy instead yeah. of it being the after credits. You know, but yeah. you know, and that's that's that. But now, you know, Ryan Reynolds has moved on to uh, yeah. Deadpool. He's, he's, in, the, never, he's you know, in the Marvel side now, so yeah. he can't really go back. Yeah, I can't, can't flip back and forth. Did you see that he had, like, a, a Deadpool Christmas movie, like, written, but he just hasn't produced it? Maybe maybe that'll be next year's, uh, or a couple of years, instead of the Guardians Christmas special, we'll get the Deadpool Christmas special. There you go. I thought he did that one before. I think he's done one before. Well, he did the... Remember he did the Deadpool, like... PG thirteen release that's what that, that was that had that's uh, that, that had uh, what's his name the boy meets world kid in it from from Princess Bride and they they did that for it so anyway you were what were you saying about the DC universe that is we what we just talked about is that they need to just start fresh start over and treat everyone like we know what we're talking about enough because I believe that if you know there's enough content out there. That anyone who's seen these movies tangentially knows, okay, Batman has dead parents, Superman's in space, one woman is from Themyscira, Flash runs fast, and Cyborg shoots beams out of his, his arm. Yeah. That's all I need to know to start as the generic moviegoer. My mom could tell you vaguely what everyone does in the Justice League. Right. Not because she hangs out with me, because she's my mother, because... It's sort of self-explanatory, 
and the big people are big enough, you just know them. So if you just trust everyone that they're smart enough to vaguely know these characters that are major, major, like, you know, illustrative characters of our time, you know, the 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 myth the, the mythology that is the DC comic universe is big enough that everyone has some kind of idea who Superman, Batman, and the main five are. So stick with the main five and go from there. Not main five, you, you could change out your four, your four and your five. But the big three and every, and whoever two you want to throw with them. Yeah. You, I think that's up to interpretation. It's so funny. I'll just throw this in there separately. Right? Okay. If you, if I say the Justice League and you only get three people, who are those three going to be? The three for the for Justice League, it's yeah. got to be Wonder Woman, uh, Batman, and Superman. Okay, and if you get four, who are those four? Those three in Flash. In Flash or Aquaman, right? Okay, or but, Aquaman. But if there's a T-shirt and it's got four characters on it, guess who it's going to be? Batman, Superman, Aquaman, Flash. Right, because no boy is going to wear a shirt with a girl on it. Like it's just so funny. Like when you look at, I'm just saying as as a parent with kids. Yeah. Any toy set doesn't have Wonder Woman in it because oh, boys don't want to play with a doll, and it's not true. It's just some executive at a toy company decides we're not going to put Wonder Woman in this set because boys don't like girl dolls or girl action figures. You know what I mean? And the same thing. Like yeah. I can't tell you. I know my kids got several shirts that have. It says Justice League. It literally says Justice League on it, and it's it's Batman, Superman, The Flash, and Green Lantern. And I'm like, it's not the Justice League without Wonder Woman. Green Lantern and Flash, either one of them, don't come before Wonder Woman. You know, yeah. and it just bothers me. I just I just think it's it's funny because you know, yes, yeah, the big three, the Trinity. That's it. You know, it's Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. You have to start there. So so to think that a kid's not going to want to wear a T-shirt to school because it's got Wonder Woman on it next to Superman and Batman is just dumb. But that is yep. still in 2023. That is still the way that executives at T-shirt, at, you know, at, that's just the way that people still think, and it's just yep. funny. Kids don't, and you know, and the reality is that kids don't think that. The parents yep. buying the T-shirt for their kids go, "I'm not going to buy my kid a shirt with Wonder Woman on it," right? You know, which is again is dumb. Anyway, all right, I won't. I won't get woke on the show here. <laughs> um. Let's see. So let's let's finish up with HBO while we're still on the Warner Brothers stuff. Um, Last of Us premiered. Everybody is yes. saying it's like doing it right, possibly the best video game adaptation. All this, all this. Now you watched the first episode. I did watch the o first episode. Only one so far. Only one so far. The next one comes out this Sunday. Okay. Um. So no spoilers, but uh, no spoilers. What, what would you have to say about it? So I was super pleasantly surprised. Now, I had heard good things, but I try to reserve my uh, take on everything until I at least see it or I have enough people who I trust that have seen it to make an opinion. I watched the first episode and it did a really good job of being true to the source material, which was wonderful. There was so many wonderful moments where you know, like even just the music and the feel and the pacing felt like The Last of Us. There's a very, uh, I say it's iconic, but it, the, the the intro of this of the game is spoiler. It's a zombie game, so there's a zombie outbreak. So when the outbreak happens, you know you're going through the scene in the in. It's not a major spoiler, but basically you're in the back of a truck as the player watching as everything unfolds around you. They did a very good job of kind of taking you through those paces in the show. 
when it got there. And also did a great job, too, also explaining kind of, like, what that day was like before everything went to shit, which is kind of cool, like, extra information we didn't have. And then what was also cool for me is after everything goes to shit, um, there's, a, there's a scene where they're panning over, like, you know, like, basically, like, desolute Boston, which is where it starts. Once again, not a major spoiler, just a little thing. And you hear this, like, melancholy kind of like guitar in the background which is the same kind of tunes they play in the game and it's just really cool they really captured the essence of it very well very well i like all the characters they all feel very very much like they should everyone makes sense nothing feels out of place what's cool is one of the actresses who's playing one of the named characters was the voice actress in the game as well i didn't realize it was the same person so it was cool to see that she came She came and did the live action for this. Um, also, the live action for the main character, Joel, was also in the show. Now, I don't know the voice actor's face, but I know he was in the show because there was someone talking about it. And there's so many cool little Easter eggs in the show as well that, you know, I had to I saw on the Internet after. It's like, oh, that's cool that they did that. Or, oh, that's cool. They, you know, they had that in there. And what's also I appreciate is they've they changed things. But they changed it in a way that actually kind of helped and, you know, made it separated from the game, but not in a way that felt detrimental from changing the source. It's one of the few times I was very pleasantly like, oh, cool. I like how you're doing that about how they've shifted away from things from the source. One of the few times it's actually worked, too. And so, so I was very happy with the with the, the show in the game. Do you? Play as different people from this, or are you the you're the dad character, the main guy. You're the dad character the whole time. Yeah, that, that's but, who There you are, are periods where you're the girl, but you're basically one of those two the entire time. Okay. Yeah. You're the dad for a long period of time, then you're the girl for a period in the middle. Alright. And and so um, so theoretically, season one will be the first game, and then if there's a season two, it would be the second game, or do you think that so, they can they can drag out the story longer than what they season. could. And they should, in my opinion, drag out the story only because there's so much story still in that first game that I feel like with this TV show, we can really kind of elaborate and build on things. I, I don't want to, I think you could do two seasons for the first game and two for the second game. And it would feel at a good pace and not feel too rushed. Like I don't want to rush because there's a lot of points that were in the game that I think would be really cool to explore in the physical meet the physical media, you know, the the TV screen, I guess what I'm trying to say. Like there's so many cool things that we could explore that way that I'd love to see that kind of uh you know stretched out a little bit. Because they could, because you know, the TV people are experts at stretching out, you know, a five minute scene in a book to a whole episode. You yeah, know, they can exactly. do that. All right. Cool. That, that's good. I mean, again, I, I think that with all of the content that's out there, and since I don't play video games, yes. I have no tie to this at all. I think no matter how good it is, I'm going to let it go because like, I haven't even watched Andor yet. I haven't watched, you know, there's too many things that I haven't seen. So I don't see myself yeah. ever getting around to this one. So I'll just uh, let you tell me how it is. And when we get to a point where we can do the spoilers after the embargo, you can, uh, you can fill me in on the story and let me know if it's good. I will say for those who care, it's very close to the source material. You'll be, you'll be pleasantly, and happily surprised, I guess, or maybe you weren't surprised, but it did a good job. I guess, and I have high hopes for the rest of the season. So, so then let me ask this other question. So, if you've played through the story mm-hmm. in the game, 
Mm-hmm. Are, are there any surprises, or do you just like, okay, I'm just waiting for this to happen. I know this is going to happen. I know this is going to happen. It's like Game of Thrones. It's like when they if, ever if you had a... read the books, it is what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the same kind of thing, you know. I've I've read Hulk comics. I still like when Hulk fights Abomination. You know, that's that's yeah. that's my take on it at least. Like yeah. it still okay. feels the same. Where it's like I know the source, but I, I still like to see how they interpret because they have done some slight different interpretations on things. But not in a way that I felt took away from anything, or a way that I felt like it was detrimental. Yeah, but like yeah, it felt like everything they did change wasn't something that they had to. It felt more like, for the sake of this not being just a video game, that this is a TV show, things had to be removed. Yeah, no, but you're right. It's like it's, were, yeah. it's just like I read the book and now I'm watching the movie. I played the game and now I'm watching the movie or the show. It, yeah, yeah, so it's 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 yeah. you know it's okay to know the story. You can still enjoy it even if you know, yeah, if, even if you know Uncle Ben's gonna die. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I still cry every time. I'm like, oh no, they did it now. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do let's do one more thing before we get out of here. Geek stuff. Comic news. Smell that? That's the smell of new comic books. Uh, we I know we talked a little bit about the new Fifty Two earlier, but uh, it looks like uh, oh somebody somebody bad's in charge of some Stark technology. They're going to use it against the mutants. The Fall of X is the new uh, one, yeah. and and so it, we're we're merging Stark tech with Sentinel tech. That's cool. So yeah, look. I mean, look. It's it's basically the Sentinels look like a giant Iron Man, basically. So I don't know. I mean, so I, I as I've been spending a lot more time in my local comic shop. Um, I hope that this brings people in. My new thing now is something is sad. Um, I go to my local comic shop a lot, and I don't get a lot of comic talk with anyone of my age, which is a shame. <laughs> it's all a bunch no of old dudes. My- it's all a bunch of old dudes, and that's fine. I don't mind doing that, but it's hard to get younger kids my age. I think I think my generation just kind of fucking sucks. And I, I, <laughs> I do too. Like a, uh, sandwich, I do too. Your generation fucking sucks. I'm gonna go. On I, the, sound, no, I sound I sound like an asshole when I. <laughs> oh my god, I hate my generation. Oh, they're not like me. I'm so trendy. No, fuck you if you say that. You're an asshole. But from my perspective, you know, like it's hard that you know I can't really talk comic shop. You know, talk about oh, who'd win in a fight, the Hulk or X character, or you know, based on this comic, I can't really do that because no one's reading comics right now. You know, my age, so I can talk about it with guys who are older than me, which is fine. But you know, there's going to come a point where you know I'm not seeing those guys a lot, so you know, and I can't. The younger kids who are coming in the shop are buying Pokemon cards or buying manga, which is fine. I'm not anti manga, but you know. Why don't we talk about you know the moral compass of Superman and Batman and all that stuff and and cite sources from comics we've read, but we can't do that, which is just a shame. Yeah, all right. I I I think that it, it's is it a dying? You know, I, I mean, I don't want to say comic books are dying. I don't want to say books are dying. I mean, you know, we, we just we we live in a TikTok world, and so. There are going to be fewer, you and fewer have, people you have watching. Six seconds to keep people's interest. Yeah, and if you keep it long enough, they'll come back for twelve seconds. Yeah. So comics are not that because comics come out once, like is it like every two weeks? I feel like I haven't bought a comic in a while, but I know it's like a bi-weekly schedule, or like a weekly schedule, and here's, sometimes monthly. Here's even. the thing: even when I try to do the new fifty-two. Yeah. I mean, again, I read comics in the mid '80s when I was, you know, 13 or so, right? Yeah. And when I got the new 52, it felt like. I mean, again, and I, comics have always had lots of ads in them. 
But I felt like it was like, you know, couple pages, couple of pages, and then, whoop, tune in next week. You know, be, check the next episode. Or even worse, what most of them were, were, you know, Batman number one continued in Batman and Robin number one. Continued in, you know, so you have to cross, and then, and so then, yeah, you're literally buying just to watch, follow one story, right? Yeah. Like with the one that, the one that came out back then was the, the Court of Owls Batman story, right? Yes. And that crossed over to every Batman title and a few non-Batman titles. And so yeah. in order to keep up on that storyline, you know, you're buying two or three comics a week and they were, you know, four, five bucks, whatever they were cost, you know, this, and this was new 52. I don't know what they cost today. Um, I, it's, so I felt like the amount of story that you get in one book is so yes. small yes. compared to, compared to what it used to be. So it's like, like, and I know like if you're watching a Disney plus show, right? Yeah, we've created an episode, but every episode's kind of a cliffhanger. It's not really a complete story. The complete story is it's a ten, it's a ten hour movie, you know, with yeah. ten parts, and each part ends on a cliffhanger. But it felt like in the in the comic books, it, it wasn't even necessarily a cliffhanger. It was just like uh, that's how many panels we get, that's how many pages we get, and whenever it stops, you just got to go on to the next book. And, and the then next you wait, one. and then you wait for the trade to come out, and then you get the whole little and, story. And you just read it in the trade. That, that's why I, I was I felt annoyed trying to read it in a comic book form, even though I had the comic books. I had to go. Oh, okay, I'm done with Batman number one. Now I got to go to Batman and Robin number one to, yeah. you know, I, it was annoying. I literally had like a little like a notepad of what order do I have to read these in in order to. So yeah. I started reading comics when they rebooted after that at Rebirth because mm-hmm. I happened to start reading comics for the first time for me because I'd always been into it and been trying to read things but couldn't get to a comic shop near me. I happened to start when Rebirth had just happened. So I happened to pick it up right when there was a new renumbering and stuff. So I was buying everything because it was all still related and they were still referencing each other in, Mar- in DC. And then also at the same time, for those who don't know, they did a second Civil War in Marvel. So all of that was related, and it'd be like, oh, uh, like you said, oh, follow it over here at uh, the Champions or at this other book, at this other book, at this other book. It's like, what the f- stop, wait, hold on, what am I doing? Where am I? Where are we going? And then I ended up spending so much fucking money because I'm trying to keep up with the storyline I'm in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's and then it came to a point where I was spending so much money that I didn't realize I was like running out of money by my paycheck because I'm spending so much on comics trying to keep up. Like, you know what? I have to cut back hard. <laughs> I have to be an adult about this roughly and not buy everything. And I have to just buy what I want. And then it came to a point where, okay, I'm not going to buy comics every week. I'm going to wait until the trade comes out and just read through trades. I'm reading, oh, we didn't talk about this. Invincible Season 2 trailer came out today. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that yet. Well, let's get so, to that next time, but go ahead. Yes, so I uh, just got the uh, Invincible Compendium. So there's three omnibuses, basically, of the whole series. So it's like issues 0 to 47, all in one big book. It's fantastic, because I get to just keep reading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and trades are good too because you can do that but this fucking giant, it's like a phone book it's great i love it <laughs> yeah i think so. i think that that's it it's, it's it's i think the old school big kev's geek stuff term for that was a trader waiter right i'm gonna wait for yes. the trade 
Uh, all right. Okay. I am a trader waiter. Let's do let's do the social medias uh, and, and wrap this up, right? Be sure you're following uh, the show on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Geek Stuff, TNG, and all those places. If you have any comments about any of the stuff we talked about, share them with us over on the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Yeah, and check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash geekstufftng. In fact, go over to the link tree, link tree slash geekstufftng. You can find all the links to everything over there. That's easy enough. There you go. Um... Let's see, Mr. Kev, who is not here. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram as BK Geek Stuff, and then it's Big Kev GS. Big Kev GS on 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 the Xbox, Xbox right? One Fortnite Network. Xbox One Fortnite Network. Yeah. Um. Let's see, and then you can find uh, me again. You can go to Linktree.com/slash Piday Scott too. P I D A Y S C O T T. I don't need to list all the other stuff. Just do the Linktree. It's all there. Uh, I'm only Fat Dumbledore on Instagram. And in theory, on uh, other gaming things, I am Fat Dumbledore. F A T D O M B L E D O R E. Maybe this Rick and Morty thing hiding from the DMs will bring me to Twitter to see what I can find looking in other people's DMs. Yeah. Because that's where all the juicy stuff happens apparently. I want to be up to date. All right. And with that, we'll bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 706, the one we're calling. The West Coast Scottish 5, the DM strikes back to a close the way we end some shows by saying Good night, Gina Lola Brigida. Forever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. <laughs> so cosa sia ma quando sto a Roma se esco di casa mi pare d'entrare a casa mia Roma 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 se lo provi a dire questo nome sta bene te fa pensare a un fascio di lilla te fa pensare che se non ci fosse stata tu te l'avresti fabbricata come sta
vivi è così, non ci stai a pensare, sarà che qui te dice tutto sì. Good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>